Today's Braised Bits is sponsored by Bill Barada. Do you love Boston-raised Irish comedians but wish they came with an Italian cow milk cheese that has an unusually soft milk check milk texture? Well, oh, Jesus, you're in luck. Bill Barada is the first ever product to combine a 30-year stand-up veteran who worked hard to get his due and the cheese that is a great appetizer at girls' dinners. Guaranteed to make you the king of Staten Island, B is for Burr and also Barada. We got some breeze bits. We got some breeze bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze bits. Mmm, bits. Bill Barada. I'm not sure that Bill Barada was in sponsor of the pop. We've different. We've definitely talked about Bill Barada. Happy to have him on board. Definitely not a cheesy guy, but definitely a cheesy dish. Yeah, I think once you put your fork into some Bill Barada, it just everything comes pouring out. It's oozy. It's gooey. It's oozy. Little oozy. Have you ever seen Tyler Fisher's Bill Burr impression? It's spot yeah, on. Yeah, it's it's strong. If, are you if kidding you wanna... me? That's what it does. A lot of are you kidding me? It's ah, shut up. Sounds as good as your your Scottish accent. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Welcome um, to Braze Bits. Welcome to Bill Barada. We're into it. We're really in it. We're into it. Episode 65. We're eligible for the vaccine. 65 and over. Also, my uh, my peewee football number when I was a lineman, number 65. They called wow. me the sack man. You went you went high up. I went high up. They called me the sack man. I was I was a guard. I used to be on the offensive line next to Phil Jackson running the triangle offense. Yeah. I remember my soccer, I never played PB football, but I played soccer and my number was 20, but my brother and like his, they were a little older. They were all like, like one of my brother's friends, the plum was 88 and my brother, I think was 99. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Those are kind of cool numbers. 99. It's too much. You're eight years old. You're nine years old. You're going to, it's a lot of work to get up there. Yeah. But those are kind of wacky numbers. Uh, Aaron Judge is 99. They're wacky. They're too unconventional. Twenties. It's. It's. I could see you rocking the twenties. Too, ma- too many. Alan miles. Houston. Alan Houston. He was my guy. Love that. He's my guy too. He's our guy. He's, he's the braze. The braze bits guy. One time, you would have loved this birthday party. It was like my seven or eight year old birthday. It must have been eight years old. We watched on tape Game Five of the Knicks Heat. See, like it already happened, but I wanted to watch. That's it a legendary game. game when the Alan Houston shot at the end. Yeah, it runs down with the yeah. fist bump. I remember watching yeah. that game in the living room. He, like, yeah. And he was like, um, like a Mrs. Puff. Yeah. Who's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Puff pastry. Yeah. Puff daddy. You got to subscribe to the Patreon for that act out. <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. You get to see us wearing our chef's whites, see our facial reactions. You get to see Lance in a fresh virtual pod kitchen. Should we talk about the elephant in the room, in the Zoom room? We can. I was uh, watching an ad for I don't know, whatever Modern Family. I think it's Peacock. You know the streaming services. They all you got to subscribe to HGTV Plus and yeah, Spike TV minus. And there was one. You know they're like showing all the like these trailers of the stuff that they have. And it was Modern Family. And maybe it was funny in the context of the show, but. They were like, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. And there's an elephant. And I was like, I think they stole that from, from Jesse. That's my bit. That's my go-to bit. I always have an elephant in the room. 
I came up with that phrase in general. It's a great icebreaker. I always have a mini elephant in my living room. And if I have someone comes over and there's a little bit of tension, I always bring it up. It's, it, and I think modern family still that for me. I also came up with this little quip. You ever heard of the new vaccine? It's on ABC Moderna family. Now we're cooking. <laughs> wow. Great to be here. Woo. I gotta, I gotta turn off the stove over there. We're scorching hot. We're really good. This is, this is too much for me. Smoke detectors freshly installed in my new apartment. So we yeah, they're working. I'll they're set, working. Them, set them right. Oh yeah. Should, should we, is it, I'm, I'm sure it's gotta, you have highlights and QABs that do they have to deal with the move in or you, do you want to talk about in the meal prep? You want to save it? When, whatever, whatever you want. Let's just, let's dip into it's some interesting, highlights. It's interesting that with COVID nothing happens ever. So the fact that I moved is like the biggest deal in the world. This is huge news. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, before we do that, I wanted to shout out. Don't shout at me. I'll, I'll shout at you. You make me want to shout. I, sh- I, I, wanted to sh- I wanted to shout out Aaron Z. I don't know if you saw Aaron Z left us a review. The reviews on our Apple pods have dwindled since we've started because everyone was excited. And now they're like, yeah, people have left reviews. But people need to leave more reviews. The more reviews we get, the more people see the pod. Aaron Z left a review recently and he commented and he said we were a must listen oh wow do you know who aaron z is nope aaron z love it i love it too i don't know who aaron z is but great review love that and we are a must like you must listen to us <laughs> elon must you must listen absolutely and you also must subscribe to the patreon have we brought have we talked about the patreon yet no, have we have we wasted more time <laughs> but i think people should you know what Absolutely we should talk much. about? You know what's important for this pod is that we took a week off of recording because we have to talk about the schedule in which we record, and this is unusual. It's important for people who listen to the podcast to know this stuff. Well, the people who listened to last week know we talked about we did three episodes in a week, including some Patreon episodes. So we were really we were grooving. Then last week, because you moved, we and we and we also had loaded up on the back end. We didn't record last week. We had a bit of a braze detox. We had a bit of a braised bye week. <laughs> and I, we had the braised bye week because I, I was moving and moving is obviously hectic. But I was mostly afraid that the internet wouldn't work in the new Smart. apartment. Or as they Smart. say in New York, the internet. The internet. That's Marcus Smart move. The internet wasn't going to work. Right. So I got to say, I first I put in, the, uh, not Time Warner used to be Time Warner and they're so bad. In New York, if you don't live in New York City, the company that supplies cable is called Time, was called Time Warner Cable. Time Warner Cable was so bad that, and everyone hated them, that they decided to change their name to Spectrum, thinking that nobody would notice that they're still the same company. Yeah. I gotta say, I do think Spectrum is better than Time Warner. Absolutely, the branding worked. It did work. It changed the whole mindset. People are like, oh, Time Warner doesn't exist anymore. Have you heard of the Spectrum though? Yeah, and they're on, on the Spectrum. They're on the great side of the spectrum in terms of working. Bill Cower is their spokesperson, I think. You ever see yeah, those commercials? I have. Guys he's, like, you gotta, he's like, you got to do some offense with spectrum. Gets the Wi-Fi cooking, gets the cable coached. Yeah. But they you set they, it all up. They mailed us. They mailed because it's COVID. So they're like, we can't physically give you your internet because of coronavirus. So they mailed the box to our new apartment. So we just set it up. And it worked. And it was all, all Gucci. What about the biggest moment, one of the hardest moments you have to do during a move? Probably one of the things that keeps people from not moving. 
bringing back the old cable box. Well, this Jeff. is gonna this is gonna incriminate me on the pod. So, oh no, um, Lance, you asked for it. I'm gonna answer. Alan Iverson, they, and this actually this actually help our cause. They claimed Kate is the one in charge of the cable. She has the account under her name. Uh, the Con Ed and the National Grid is under my name. So she called them and they said they're going to ship the new one to our new apartment, which they did. And they said they're going to send a box for us to ship back our old one. And they never did that. So I'm not going to just, what am I going to put them in it, put it in a big Apple box and, and ship it back to Spectrum? I thought they usually make you drop it off because there's a bunch of spectrums around. They the did, city. but they said with COVID, they you, you can't do that. Wow. So, so it's I, think not I'm just, I think I'm just going to go and drop it off and they'll say, you can't drop it off. And I'll say, okay, I'll just keep this for my memories. Sell it on eBay. I'm flip not it on, that. Flip it on the cable market. I'm not, I'm not flipping. I, I like to flip houses, but I'm not going to flip. You give me that cable box, I'll flip it for you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little fee. We'll talk 15, about it off. 15%. 20%. No, we're talking about it on pod because I want the Bracerbacks to be the witness. Okay. We're 15. all witnesses. 20. 13. 10. Okay. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Interesting. So they didn't send you the box. All right. Well, I'm surprised that they, you have to get a new box. They're not, you're not able to just. Use I the think same this, box. Is, this is my theory, honestly, that. Orange theory. Juliana theory. It's like a alts punk band rock on anyway i they might have but it didn't seem like it was a box you could mail i don't even know where you would mail it back you'd have to go to like you it doesn't uh, it doesn't make any sense but i think this was just this customer services person's thing that they wanted to say got it because there's no directions to send it back it's weird it's wacky it's a wild one, world one time they called us and they accused us of holding on to something and they're like, you should return this. But they didn't like say we had to. And then I was like, I don't think we have it. But then I went into the box of electronics that I've been holding on to for 20 years. I've had all these laptops and yeah. wires and I don't know where to throw them out. So they just are in a box and it's slowly been building up to the point where I think it's going to be a robot soon. I think that's how robots are made. Sure. So I, I just put everything in there, but it turned out I had the thing in the electronics box. So I, I returned it. Got it. As long as the label in the boxes, I sent you a picture yesterday. I, I, I have my, when I moved, I still have my box that, that I labeled Time Warner Cable. That's how long ago I moved. And it's, it's got a bunch of wires in it. Bunch of, bunch of random wires. HBO. The wire. We're cooking. Through the wire, Kanye West. Through the wire in flames, Guitar Hero, Fire in Flames. I feel like your highlights are probably going to be bigger than mine. I got a quick, quickie, Nest quickie, Little chocolate powder made into some milk. I Emmanuel quickly. We've talked about we love the Brazerbacks. We love the vocal Brazerbacks. The Brazerbacks give us feedback, giving us questions, DMing us. But there's a silent majority out there of these Brazerbacks that listen and they don't reach out. They don't. They don't. Which which I, which I get. I get. That's that's who I am when I listen to other podcasts. I'm. I don't DM because then I mean, you get because once you dip in you're you can't get out you're you're in it you're dipped in exactly like the schnecks have to listen every week because we're, like, we're gonna call them out <laughs> we're gonna quiz them on something same with Seidel. same with same with phil jackson they gotta listen listen you gotta listen 
but there's a silent majority of Bravesbacks. And I learned my highlight this past week because I learned of one of our silent Bravesbacks. So I had never known that she listened to it. Let's call her Michael K. She's a female, but I'm going to call her Michael K because gender is fluid. Um, and it really just made my made my whole year. She, I went to high school with her. She lives in San Francisco now. Um, just a top Razorback. She reached out saying that she wants a picture of the two birds outside my window, which is my <laughs> highlight from last week. Uh, I haven't been able to get a picture yet for her because uh, it's. I think they probably with the snow right now. I think the birds they maybe went down to Florida for a couple of weeks. They'll be back though. Gonna get the picture for her. just Michael K being a top Razorback. She said she loves. The, uh, sometimes I throw in a high school reference when we're riffing Uh-oh. that, you like got a lot of high school reference. Just made it made me so happy to hear that because I'll throw that in there and be like, oh, why did I say that? No one's gonna get it. Michael K gets it. That's why you do it. That's why you get in the kitchen. She says she loves that the length of the podcast, the opposite of Whack Goldberg. She loves how long we go. Pause. No. She loves our length. She loves she loves our girth. Shout out Michael K. Shout out the Yes Channel. Shout out the Yankees. It just it really put a little pep in my step knowing we got Razorbacks around the country, around the world. Just because they're not vocal doesn't mean they're not out there. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great highlight. Michael K. show, we know, is also the superior radio show based exactly. on last week. I've never seen you really get so fired up about anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got was, real fired up. Yeah, I listened back and I was like, wow, that's, that's wild. High school references are the best. They're the best. Tony Peck. This is a kid I went to high school with. Tony Reale. He was, he, this guy, Tony Peck, was uh, untackleable. And we played, as, as Seidel mentioned, we played pickup football a lot. Yeah. We just go to the park and play tackle football. And this guy was untackleable. Any guy named Tony. That's got to, you got to be a tough guy if you name Tony. Hey, hey, where's Tony at? He's on my team. Yeah. What's your last name, Peck? What do you, what do you call him? Tony or Peck? You got to call him Tony it, Peck. It, no, yeah, Tony Peck. It's Tony <laughs> Peck. It's, it's fluid. Like gender. TP. Yeah. Very nice. That's a great highlight. I had a similar situation. I actually emailed one of my friends. We'll call him Fabian. And fabulous. He lives in Chicago now and is getting married. And, you know, it's COVID, so it keeps getting delayed. It's like weddings, I guess, in COVID are kind of like being on holds on customer service. Like, yeah. like you know, there's the music, you know, yeah. there's like, you know, there's the music, and then it rings, <laughs> yeah. but it turns out that it's still on hold. Yeah, I hate that. That's weddings during COVID. Yeah, that's a tough. I have a lot of friends who got engaged. I have a family member that is still going ahead with the wedding in the springtime. It's controversial. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Anyway, I messaged Fabian to tell him I moved because you know they send stuff in the mail and he made some brace base reference. And I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. You love to hear. Yeah. Uh, that's a great highlight. My highlight, I guess I moved and Wait, what? I, I don't know. Like it's good. It's great. We, the moving itself was kind of a hectic and a nightmare, but not too bad. Got some furniture, everything. I that might be, that might be the wanna, clip. That might be the clip. Right what do you want to know? I moved. I, moved I, I don't know. It was good. <laughs> It's way better here. We like it better. That's great. It's better and than than the, the opposite. You move there like, what, are, what do we get ourselves into? I do miss the millionaire next door. We do have a guy upstairs. I'm going to call him. I'll call him uh, Dawson's Creek. 
Okay. Not quite the millionaire next door, but he's he's creaking. He's creaking. He, can you hear the man creak? Yeah. It's Got not it. it's not on the millionaire level, but also kind of a similar vibe. Creak in the cave. Actually, nothing nothing like the millionaire. I miss the millionaire. Did you get a chance to say goodbye to the millionaire? No, I thought I would. I mean, we were going nuts, you know, moving stuff out the whole morning. I guess he wasn't there. Actually, no, he was because one of the movers was like, is this okay? Like he was screaming. And one of the movers was like, is this okay? And it's, I said, it's, yeah, it's, it's just the millionaire. It's, it's more than okay. It's something I'm going to miss a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Kate amazing says, that one of the movers called him out. Kate says I have Stockholm Syndrome. The movers reaction made me think that no normal person could live with the millionaire next door and not like yeah i'm sure so, you you the had a stronger was, threshold yeah i'm sure many other oh. people would have called social services on <laughs> well i don't think he we that was initially we were concerned that he was like abusive or, or something it's just the but way he expressed himself it turned out he was an old guy who also spoke chinese so we didn't know what he was saying but he also like probably couldn't hear and just yeah. talk loud yeah do you ever think about giving those uh, candles you're going to throw away to mellow them out? Carmelo Anthony? I texted Jesse to ask him what you do with old candles because Jesse's noted on the pod that he's a big candle guy. Michael Kennedy. He texted me back and told me to give them to the millionaire. So then I had to consult the internet to figure out what to do with them. I never even heard of old candles. Candles go bad. Why don't you just put them in a candle box? What? <laughs> why don't you get? Why don't you? Why don't you bring them over to, to Brooklyn? Well, they were like used up. They're done. They're like barely any. Oh, wax they're left. Ju- oh, they're just the John Wick. They're like a tiny amount of wax, and then the John Wick. Oh, you should have thrown them out a long time ago. What are you holding on to these wicks for? Because I'm afraid that they would like start a fire. We didn't start the fire. Dan Wicks. Dan Wicked Wicks of, of Bushwick. Wicked, the Broadway show. Yeah. Anyway, so I moved, but probably the big news also, I don't think I told you, is we got a car. You didn't tell me. Derek Carr? We, we moved and we got a car within two days. All in one fell swoop. A totally, a totally new life. It's a, Lee it's a Volkswagen Jetta, world piece. Love that. Yeah. Great car. It's blue. Hot, that's a hot girl car. Yeah. You, you, you and Kate are a bunch of hot girls. That's right. All the girls I have crushes on had that car. So I have an orange crush on you too now. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I've only driven it a few times. Highlight today is I had to move the car because of alternate side parking, which I know is a big thing in your life. Welcome to and to that. I was doing laundry and I realized I had to move the car tomorrow and around the corner, it's Tuesday when they do it. So I said, oh, perfect. I'll just move it right now. And then I realized people were just waiting in their cars in this new oh, yeah. spot. So I joined the line and waited for 10 minutes. Yeah, it was great. Are you able to find parking on your block? Yeah, it's actually pretty easy relative to the the rest. It's not wow. too bad. Look at you. You got a whole new life. Whole new life. Whole new lease on life. Congratulations. Two year lease. Two year. Not too shabby. Yeah. Now you're going to be able to have get, get out of the city anytime you want. Access to go into the city easy. Very nice. Yeah. Me and you should go racing on the BQE. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. We're going to do it. No. Do it for the Patreon. I see people who do it, and then I'm like, why? Talking about, I mean, this was, I don't think he was racing, but I'm sure you saw Tiger got into a bad car accident. Yeah, that looks pretty scary. Yeah. No, I was just joking. I'm not, I'm not a big racer. I know, but I decided to be moralistic for some reason. But I see people doing that, 
And I'm like, why? Like, I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. The need for speed too fast, yeah. too furious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're not even, you're not even enjoy, enjoying the view. Joy Behar. Yeah. I love the view. I have, wait, before we get into views, I know where, where you're going. I got a couple of questions. Okay. There, there's no, so there's no snap. Are you fully unpacked? For the most part, I'm actually potting right now from our kitchen table. Probably this is really the highlight of my week is we have enough room for like a, a table, which in Manhattan, huge. you can't, you know, you don't have a table. You just eat on the ceiling. Sure. Or you eat on the ceiling and you're st- if you need to have more people, you just eat in the stairwell. Right. So we have a real table. Dave uh, we bought this table. It's tough because we're renting this. Eventually we would like to, to buy either a house or, you know, apartment or something. So we're like, okay, we need some furniture, but furniture. Have you, have you seen the prices of furniture, by the way? David price, the price is wrong. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought you just got furniture and it costs the same as a latte. It's an investment. Little did I know it's cost as much as subscribing to some of these Patreons that are in hours. $70 a month. Right. Nuts. Anyway, so we got this table. This is from Ikea because we didn't want to get stuff that could have been a lot of money. And then we wouldn't, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get it out of the apartment and then get it in wherever we were going to live. So we're like, let's get stuff pretty much, you know, on the lower end. Um, Kate did get this great dresser from this website, Apartment Deco, that I would recommend to anybody in the area. It's basically people selling furniture they have and there's some really nice stuff for deep for like good prices and she got this amazing wardrobe Fair and we'll have it forever it's great but anyway we got this table from ikea it's a table that like in its i guess natural state uh is four four uh seats but then it slides out love a slide out. and it was a tough thing to put together but i you know i, I became a handyman during these few days and i put you. together this ikea sliding table good for you slide down and louisiana burgess and you said you had movers there's no issues getting things up anything couldn't make it up anything couldn't fit nope it's great yeah good things mazel tov shabbat shalom thank you i will my my view from here looks good (laughs) we did uh when the movers came initially they were like looked at all the stuff and like they're like oh man this is a lot of stuff and I'm like, well, this is moving. We're moving. <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot of stuff. Don't don't they like before they come? Like they ask you how much stuff. You yeah, have, so but I don't. Know? I don't think that the the person I emailed with had communicated. Oh, that's with. that's QAB. The whole point of getting moved so they, so they don't they're show good. up. It's a good company. It's actually it's a it's a friend who. So we're not. I don't want to bash him, but I just thought that was funny. I was like, yeah, it it, it was a fair. It wasn't like, I, we probably are in like the. 60th percentile of having stuff like yeah, there's I mean, clearly many people who have way more stuff than us maybe it was because you weren't labeling the boxes maybe they were like if i maybe if i knew what's in these boxes they would be this is less stuff but they didn't know stuffed crust pizza cheesy yeah well my view from here you, you your new place has got great lighting good brick behind you you got a good view yeah it's it's a good apartment you'll have to come over and uh and braise Braze on. I would, I would love to. Absolutely. I love to, I love to view it. You know, when people say like, you gotta 
do something you got to come to do this and someone's like yeah and then no one ever follows up yeah i kind of love that I like almost, when, it's, when it's mutually agreed upon, except I feel like most of the time it's like the other person actually wants you to do it. I love when it's both like you'd be both on the same pitch. Like, I'm saying I'm going to come, but you know, we're, you know, I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like half of it is really just imagining it happening. Yeah. As long as you part. imagine it happening, then it happened. No one wants me to come over to your apartment, but let's talk about me coming. It'll be a great, it'll be a great time. We could make pizza. Oh, I'll make, I'll bring my own homemade sauce. You'll drink, you'll bring the wine from the place that you went to. I'll smoke some stogies inside of your place. Stogie Barra. Bogey Stogie. I'm into it. I, 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 want, I do want to see it. I'm interested. I enjoy Gowanus. It's a good area. I do want to come see the spot. And uh, does, you, does the car have a new car smell? Or is it not a new fresh it's, car? It's used. It was like one owner before. Us. But it smells like, it doesn't smell like new car, but it smells like newish car. Got it. It's blue. Apparently, people. It was a little less than like the uh, gray Jetta. I guess people don't want blue cars. Huh? What kind of blue? Light blue? I don't know. What sports team color would you compare it to? Charger blue, Knicks blue, Mets blue, Colts blue. Charger. I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. I really couldn't tell you. I'm colorblind. All right. Well, you don't want to be blind for our top nine. Don't want to be blind for our top nine at all. You got to see see what's going on. You got to see it to believe it. We're doing a wacky top nine this week, Lance. It can go. We didn't really drill down on specifics, so it could go a lot of different ways. But I'm excited to see where you went with it. What's your view on this top nine? My view is that we're doing our top nine views. We're, I'm doing our top nine episodes, favorite episodes of The View. No, I'm just kidding. We're doing our top nine views, which I went with it as like, spe- I, I have for the most part, like specific views that I like, but I also have versions of them that are like general. Like if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, we just gotta get into Can it. you explain again? Because it was fascinating. You want me to review? You want me to review my take on the views no i yeah i i I was kind of the same it's kind of specific but also not really perfect let's get into it our top nine favorite views i'll lead off get on base knock me in all right so my number nine view a lot of my views are also views to me are transitions right you're at one thing and then you're either kind of coming to something else and seeing something for the and that's the view or something's changing in the day, right? A sunrise or a sunset. So they're really snapshots in time, you might say. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, they're pretty deep. Deep trouble. By yeah, you, have a, you have a whole new energy in Brooklyn. I feel like you're a whole new guy out there. No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Number nine for me is when you're driving up to a ski mountain and you see all the trails on the mountain. And you see that it's a mountain, but also clearly there's some like man-made stuff going on because the trails and the trees don't totally look, it looks like a little artificial, but it's also natural in a mountain and the snow. And then you drive up and you're getting amped to be like, oh, I'm going to ski on these trails that trees probably used to be on, but they got cut down so someone could make money by having skiing on this mountain. 
and that's my number nine. It's a good, it's a good one. I, I actually just don't have much skiing experience, so I don't have a lot to say about it. I think I've, I've gone skiing once when I was two years old. Not a big ski guy. I'm more like I remember the hamburger pizza. I think that was the first thing I did. Like I, I got a ski lesson, but I uh, the pizza, skiing. the pizza, the pizza, the hot dog. I'll, t- I'll teach you. I taught Kate how to ski two years ago. I'm not against it. It's just my family's not a big wintertime sport people. My family, weirdly, I don't understand this and they kind of think it's funny, but they, neither of my parents ski. My dad has like knee problems. So he like actually can't. Now my yeah. mom does ski, but they didn't ski growing up. And they like made it a point to take us skiing, which was, was very like nice a, of them. But it was like thing? more than that. I mean, from when I was like five to end of high school, we went like we would usually in the winter, we would go on like a three or four day ski trip, either around the holidays or, you know, that February vacation that schools get off. Yeah. We would do that. And then sometimes we would do these day trips and I guess it was nice. You know, they wanted to give us an opportunity that we didn't have, but it was, it was also like, we want our children to ski. Sure. That's so, Swedish. <laughs> yeah. It's Swedish. Um, but my dad also, he's an accountant and tax season is like from January to April. So he would always bring his stuff and work. I think he just liked to work in these lodges, honestly. That makes sense. He's like, I like to work in the lodge. It's Get all cozy. Some hot yeah. cocoa. Yeah, I honestly think that he just loved working in these lodges. And he was like, I could work in this lodge and my kids will not be near me because they'll be skiing. So this is perfect. Good plan. Yeah. Yeah, so we went, I've been to a fair amount of, I've never skied on the West Coast, but I've been to a fair amount of the East Coast mountains. If you name a mountain, there's like a decent chance I've been there at some point. And then I was pretty into it. Like in high school, I would go, I think I talked about this once, sometimes I think I might've talked about this on the Patreon, actually. I would go with my friend, we'll call him Ben Bailey, Cash Cab. BB. And we would, there was a time where I like, I skied and I was like pretty good at skiing. So I was like, I want to do snowboarding because I'm cool. Mm. And so we would take, there was uh, the ski shop called Sundown. It's like a chain ski shop on Long Island. And they would sponsor these trips, like day trips. And you would just go on the bus at like three in the morning and they drive you up for the day. And then you'd come back. So I did a bunch of those and it was like, it was a really good deal. They like got discounted tickets, but skiing is expensive. So I, I skied as an adult. I think I've skied once since, since I, in the past 10 years, I think I've skied one time. It makes a lot of sense why you would ski. You got the calves for it. I do got the calves for it. It's a big leg sport. Yeah. Yeah. I taught Kate and I went to this like small mountain outside of Montreal and she had never skied. So I taught her. But I would like to, but it's also something, I mean, we're talking about golf, how golf is like a great activity, but it's also, if you do it a lot, it's, it's money. Yeah. I think I'd rather play golf than ski and skiing is probably even more money than golf. Right. But it, can you, like, I don't, can you just like hop on a, a ski and like be like after a couple of times, be good at it or just take a long I think time? You could be a, no, I think you'd do it. If, if you went skiing every day for a, for a season, yeah. By the end, you would, I just burped. By the end, to figure that's Bill, good for the pod. Bill Burp. Bill, Bill Burp. Bada. By the, end the that, by the end of that season, you'd probably be, you'd definitely be able to do like the Black Diamonds. Got it. I think there'd probably be a level of like these professionals are clearly crazy and very good, but. I'd probably be more than of a Wayne Gretzky than a John Snowboard guy. 
yeah, you gotta, you gotta ski. Skiing is the real snowboarders. Like we don't need to get into this, but they just like sit on the mountain. They're always like sitting down. I'm like, why, why are you even here? If you're just sitting on the mountain. Cause they're, they're chilling. They they're, are, they're, always, they're always vibing. Always cool. Yeah. That was my number nine. My number eight is any view from a plane. Any view. Any view. Wow. The one I'm thinking of mostly is Florida. When you have like, you see the ocean, but then you also see like the beach and these like nice houses. I don't have any specific one. I mean, yeah, the New York view is, it couldn't be cool, but I don't have that from the plane. It's just interesting to see tiny houses from up above. You feel like you're playing God a little bit. I feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. I'm like all these little people in this little world and I'm up here. And then you slowly descend. I always watch. I always watch once we're landing, I open the window. I prefer the window seat and I'll just look outside and I'll watch the whole thing from when you're like the down, you know, the ground is like so far away to when you're actually meeting the ground and you feel, I feel a little disappointed. I was like, Oh, I thought I was above these cities and these towns and these oceans, but it turns out I'm not. Great one. It's my number four. I specifically have the window seat flying over Manhattan at night before landing. But overall, in general, I love that whole process you just talked about. The descending, you're, you're open up the window when they announce, oh, we'll be landing in 35 minutes. You get to see, especially when like you're in like more of the middle of the country and it looks like every patch of land is like a, these squares. And the lower you descend, you start seeing the little neighborhoods, the streets, the highways. It's, it's, it's a wild experience. I, I definitely prefer, actually, I'm not sure if I prefer window or aisle, the, but if I have a window seat, I'm definitely going to watch and uh, take a look. And the, watching the New York City skyline at nighttime, how do you not love that? It's incredible. I have a different, I only did one New York thing, and I have okay. it a little later, and it's not from a plane. One thing I don't like when you're, you have that, I'll save that for when you do your New York. You when you do that number four, I'll save my comments. I'm right. <laughs> you said that like a girl. <laughs> All right. All right. Jesse, All right. All right. Would, would you like your salad? Are you finished with your soup? No, I'm still working on it. <laughs> You're still working? You're a hungry boy, but you got to eat more. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. My number I, seven. All right. My number <laughs> seven is a boardwalk view. A view from uh, a boardwalk. I'm not a beach guy, but I love the boardwalk. The boardwalk is a sense of safety from the chaos and not exactly from the chaos of the umbrellas flying on the beach. Boardwalk Empire. It's I a like one. a boardwalk. The only two boardwalks I'm really familiar with are, I guess you would say like the Long Island Robert Moses boardwalk, but I don't even, I haven't been there in so long. I don't even remember it, but the boardwalk, the Coney Island boardwalk, I love. Great one. And also the Asbury Park yeah. Jersey oh, yeah. boardwalk. Yeah, I was actually at that boardwalk a few months ago and it was tremendous. And I actually want to go back before the summer because, you know, you got to go to these places a little off season. That's what I'm all about. But I like I like the boardwalk and I like the view, especially when it's not the summer. There's something it's like a bit of an oasis. It's a wonder wall, a wonder wheel if you're in Coney Island. And they have all the shops, like the souvenir shops, but then like also the gentrified coffee shops that all these places have now you have that old burnt down industrial building that's still there it's just like a nice confluence of things that makes me feel 
like I could be someone who lives in a beach town. Sure. And it's kind of reassuring in that way. Sure. It's a great one. I don't have it, but I'm, I'm pro boardwalk. I probably don't have it because when I'm on the boardwalk, I'm just itching to get on that sand, get get into that ocean water. I love, love a boardwalk. I love if you want to get, it's great access to get something to eat, go to the bathroom, but it's just really a middleman to me to get into that the oh, meat and potatoes, the sand in the ocean. It's the middleman. You, you mass Minuteman. Yeah. Minute Maid. Minute Maid Park. But I like a boardwalk at nighttime because that's when there's some, some lively energy. Everyone's off the beach. People are walking around. I remember, I think I went to like the LBI boardwalk when I was younger with some friends and it was just like a bunch of, it's just exciting. Walking around, people playing carnival games, getting pizza, going on merry-go-rounds. I like the boardwalk in the morning with people running with their dogs in like yeah. expensive workout gear. Yeah. And I'm like, these people mean business, but they're also running on the beach. People are getting after it. Yeah. Apparently Long Beach in New York is becoming a big uh, place for people moving out of the city to go to live I've, on the boardwalk. I've seen that. Yeah. I could see myself doing that. I've never yeah. been to Long Beach. Neither have I. But I could see myself living there. But I've never been there. Yeah, that, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I, I saw this article about people buying, <laughs> like millennials buying homes before they, like online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before seeing them. Yeah. I, as long as you can see yourself there, why do you have to actually see the actual place? Yeah. And you get there and there's like a, the sink's broken and you're like, Stuart sink. Well, yeah. they didn't show it online. So how would I know? Exactly. They said it's a buyer's market, so I might as well buy. Yeah. You get there and they're like, well, oh, this is a lot smaller than it looked online virtually. <laughs> right. There is some things that go too far. Like we're actually getting one thing we don't have yet is uh, we don't have chairs for this table. We're using our chairs that we had from our old apartment that don't really, one of them's broken. We need new chairs. Anyway. Uh, my mom is helping us with the chairs because she has discounts at some of these furniture stores and she wants us to like see them before we buy them. But we would have to go to Broadway and 67th to Pottery Barn and we're not going there. Get a car I now. Can tell, I can tell I'm not driving to Broadway and 67th to look at chairs. You got to just trust it. I can tell that she, because it, it makes sense. I mean, I think in that generation, you can't comprehend buying something without physically seeing it. So I understand, like, I think we've gone too far with buying houses online. That's what I'm saying. That is that is next level. Yeah. I won't, I have trouble buying shoes online. I got to feel the shoe. There's a, there's a lot of things I like to buy in person. Yeah. These chefs, these chefs' whites we bought online. You sure did. The feel. But they're like they're like a glove. Danny Glover. Gary Payton. Yeah. That was my number seven. Hokey dokey, my number nine. We're talking views. My number nine is the view you have on a long drive along the beach. Specifically, I'm talking Highway One, Pacific Coast Highway. I think it's one of the best long drives you could possibly have in this fine country. But if you can get yourself a drive along a highway that's next to the ocean. That's a top nine view. It's the number nine view. I've done the, the highway one drive twice. I think there's unbelievable, incredible views near Big Sur. There's bridges along the ocean. 
but it, it just makes the drive, and especially if you like, you actually had to get somewhere. It just makes the drive go by so much faster when you got a scenic beach view along the highway. My number nine. So you'll be surprised, but Pacific Coast Highway is actually my number three. Love to hear that. I haven't driven a ton throughout the country, but that's definitely the best drive that I've ever done in terms of views and scenery and just pleasantness of the drive. Exactly, It's incredible. And Yeah, it's incredible. Everything you said. I've done kind of the L.A. part around L.A. part a bunch when I lived there and I've just been there a bunch. I've only done the up driven from L.A. to San Francisco once. Yeah. But it was amazing. It, it made the what would have been just an annoying trip on a highway aw- yeah. awesome. Exactly. It's like a seven or eight hour drive yeah. and it flies by. And I think there's something about, I was going to, I'll just say all this now. I was going to save it for my number three, but there's something about, I think, especially if you're an East coast person, like the Pacific ocean that feels oh, yeah. so I always, when I'm there, I feel like I'm not supposed to be there. Right. I don't know I what that. that is. It's not, it's not your ocean. It's, it's not, not my ocean. It's not our natural yeah. coast. It feels like I don't belong there. Which makes it even more special. It makes, it makes it be like it makes you want to soak it in even more. Like I'm I'm here on territory I shouldn't be. Exactly. And I gotta enjoy this while I can because it's gonna go away. Yeah. Because of the earthquakes and the fires. <laughs> but those are the best views. The views that are they're special because like you don't get to see them that often. And that's why there's something about living in like Los Angeles, I guess, I guess really only if you live in like Malibu or, 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 you know, one of these like very scenic parts of Los Angeles, then you get kind of dead into it and you don't appreciate it. I mean, I guess it's the same thing about New York where there's these kind of amazing skyline and all these amazing things, but you become almost bitter about it. But LA, it seems almost, it seems like New York, it seems like it's part of the whole thing. LA not to appreciate it. It just seems, uh, it doesn't, yeah yeah it seems qab absolutely especially when it's winter here in new york and it's 75 there now makes me jelly my number eight is the view you have from the tee box on a nice golf course i don't really have any specific golf course but just looking out into it's probably like a par five when you have a lush greenery a finely manicured fairway you take it in you soak it in a beautiful sky, a beautiful summer day. Take it in that view from the tee box on a golf course. I think it's a, a great view. Kind of reminds you why you're out there. You're getting out of the city, you're taking it into nature. You're slapping around some balls, smoking a stogie, having a couple of wobbly pops, maybe having the braised open. It's a great view. Remember it. It's not a, not a bad one. I never really appreciate those views because mostly I'm thinking about how I'm going to mess up my shop. And I'm also looking at the tea box to look at old teas that I could pick up. You love an old tea. You love an old white tea. I have a model tea. Plain white teas. Plain white teas. Plain white teas at the height of their fame. Remember Hey There, Delilah? Sure. That was their absolute jam. Yeah. Summer of 2007. I remember this. They were, they just like blew up, I guess. They, I guess this was kind of before TikTok, obviously. But it was kind of, it was before Spotify. So I guess the radio was still the way that you really blew up. And they weren't a big band at all. Then they just had this song that was huge. And they were actually like, the song blew up. And then like a few weeks went by 
And I guess they were on this like tour, but the venues weren't that big because they weren't a big band. They were playing at the mall, the Smith Haven Mall in, in my town. So it was I like at the height. Yeah. Band, like, bands that like be huge pop bands would go to malls because they were really But they weren't the huge. Band. They were just like, a, I think if the song didn't hit like a few weeks before, it just would have been this random band. But the song became this huge song in a matter of weeks. And then they happened to just be playing at the mall and you couldn't go. It was like, you know, sold out and you couldn't go. Yeah. But plain white tees. So funny. That's a good view. The view yeah. of plain, the plain white tees. Yeah, yeah. I, I always take in the view when I'm on a, a golf course. I appreciate it. I like the plain white tees. Speaking of the plain white tees and music, you're going to, I don't, I feel like you're going to be way against this view, but you, I, I feel like you're judging I, me. Aaron judge. We'll see if I'm right, right or wrong. My number seven is the view when you're at obviously pre-COVID. Hopefully, we'll get to this post-COVID when you're at a packed concert and the musician tells the audience, "Everyone, take out your phones and put on your lights." And you put on the lights, and then you look around and you see how many people are around. Everyone's cell phone light is on. It's like the next level. Obviously, everyone would pull out their lighters back in the day. I. Lighters would probably be next level view, but even with the cell phone lights, it's a great view. It's just it's special. You get to see you're, you're one of so many people enjoying this one experience. I I love it. I take pictures of it. That's it. You're taking your head. I knew it. I knew you would hate it. Yeah, I because it. because you're not you're not present. You're well, you are, but whenever that happens, I always just and sports games are also something where this happens. I just look at the amount of people who are like videoing. Or taking pictures and i'm like why are you why are you here but this isn't this is different this is the pulling this is the one moment in that one view of everyone putting their lights on waving it back and forth because it makes it's a great picture it's a great it i think awesome. i think you should go to concerts without phones i agree with that overall but then you wouldn't be able to have this one moment with all the lights but, but you're lighter a lighter that's fine i like that also yeah, I don't know, because it also could be like, you never know. I mean, obviously, you trust, you have trust in the musician, but you never know. Like, anything that requires, like, one person telling a mob of people to do something has the potential to really end poorly. Not, I've, this is not one of those situations. Dude, this is take so out your, Take out this your is, phone. Yeah, wave your phone it, back and forth. Repeat after me. This is beautiful. Jews are bad. Oh, my God, Lance. This is... this. What are you doing? You gotta, ask, you, you gotta let loose a little bit. You're gonna go to a couple of raves in Gowanus, some underground techno bars. You're gonna start dancing, pulling out your phones. You gotta dance. You gotta move and groove. This, I do move and this groove. This is no Nazi rally. I do move and groove all the time. Wow. Patreon only. Lance is really grooving. You can only see this. Wow. You do have a... You got that Brooklyn mojo. I have good rhythm. I have very good rhythm, especially for a Jewish guy. I don't think I've ever seen you dance beside that moment right there. Yeah, you weren't at our wedding. Or you're not invited or something? Wow, rub it in. <laughs> rub it in. That was my number yeah. seven. Yeah, huh? that always shows like these events. Like you could have someone like at an event who you'll never talk. Like it's just all random timing. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you would have been invited, like, three months later. You know what I mean? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. Why don't you do it? You should probably do it again. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. That was your number seven? 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I invited Bassam to the wedding, <laughs> who came on as a guest host of Praise Bits and didn't even know what the pod was. He just riffed it, on it his was, list. It was the worst. He made the one thing. List. All you got to do is just make a top nine list. And the guy tried to like do it off the top of his head. It was awful. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. He, he was your best man? He wasn't. He was close. Joe Russell, was, obviously, best man. Makes sense. Yeah. Shout okay. out the G show. Yeah. So my number six, you're going to like this, but you're not going to see it coming. It's a butcher shop with the meat hung up. Oh, interesting. Wow. It's a great view. You walk in, you see all the meats, maybe sausage, maybe some steak, maybe some cured meats all hung up. And you know that it's they're they've been doing something right for a long time. <laughs> it's a good one. It's one really thing good. I like about Carroll Gardens a lot is there's a number of different Italian bakeries, bake shops. It's very Italian, just historically Italian neighborhood, and there's a lot of the Italian stuff that's still around. And these bakeries, obviously, as any bakery should, as I talked about before, have loads of bread in the window. You can't. Oh, that's why you move there. Now we're really seeing. <laughs> There's so much bread. There's bread in windows that aren't bakeries. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Smart. That's, a, that's. I didn't even think about that. That's a great view. Bread in windows is a great view, but having sausage hung up, it's just drying. Like you, you, feel, you, you feel like there's a, a craftsmanship and a respect for the food. They know what they're doing. It's a different respect for the food. All these new places are like, you know, grass fed. Um, no one killed this animal, even though you're somehow eating it. Right. But these older ones are like, we have craft, we have respect for the craft of making this in, in a different yeah. way. This and pig is still alive and we're hanging it up. You're going to see it breathing. We're going to make it into yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's like more, I feel like tactile and things are done without these middle, like larger impersonal, you know, technology based middlemen. And I kind of like it and it, it's comforting. I like it. I love there's it. an old, there's, you know, an older guy at the counter who's like yelling at you if you don't know what to order, but it's right. done in like this endearing way. Yeah. <laughs> he makes you want to get yelled at. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So that's my number six. My number five is a restaurant that surprises you. So this to me is the whole concept of like a speakeasy bar, right? The whole thing is an element. It's an element of surprise, unexpectedness that somehow manages to make something more popular than it should be. The blind barber, for instance, which is where Nick Alex and I, who I invited to, this is, this is pretty bad. I invited Nick Alex to my wedding and I would have, obviously I would invite him now. We're good friends. Um, but he, texted me or he told me like three weeks before that he couldn't come because he forgot he was going to be in LA that weekend. Oh my God. Nick yeah, Alex, was, more like was, Dick Alex. Yeah, exactly. And this was luckily it was before, like we had to give the cutoff of people like a week later. So it ended up being okay. But you know, it was, what are you doing? Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, it was he wasn't doing shows. He was just going to LA. It was, I was like, all right, I see, I see where, I see where I stand. Jesse wouldn't have done this. Oh my but I God. Him. <laughs> wow, this, this, this is Jesse just, was on the fence, but this is getting I, worse and worse. If, if I knew that you weren't coming, then I would have invited Jesse and this would have been way. Oh better. my God. I would have invited Phil Jackson. I wouldn't have invited Phil Jackson. I didn't know him. 
Imagine Phil's my plus one. You would have cut a rug on the dance floor. Oh uh, yeah. Phil, I feel like is a great wedding. He's an incredible wedding guy. One yeah. of the best dancers of all time. I'm pretty sure he met his fiance at a wedding. Yeah, I could I could see that. Because he was so just charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't we don't have to get into it. He didn't meet her. They went to high school together, but they like re they fell in love at a Reconnected. Wedding. Yeah, there it is. You gotta love that. Need that. High school, that's good to make references of. Really is. Tony Peck. Harry Peck. He's, he, I didn't go to high school with him. I went to like Jewish preschool with him. Gregory Peck. <laughs> Greg Peck. <laughs> Greg the Leg. Sirline. Yeah. John Knott was another guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so a restaurant that <laughs> surprises you is. I, I'm speaking. I'm thinking specifically of. Uh, I've talked about this restaurant a lot on the pod. Popo in Hell's Kitchen. You walk in. It's like kind of this cool place that you maybe go on a date, or you know, if you're trying to be cool, have some, have a drink, maybe get some food. But you walk in, and then you walk to the back, and it's this like gigantic cavern that could fit so many people, and you're just kind of wowed. And I feel like bars that are able to pull this off. The Blind Barber again. Sorry, I had that digression. It's a barbershop and you walk through the barbershop and then there's this like bar in the back and it's kind of a simple concept, but just the fact that you're playing with people's expectations, it's like, you know, it's, it's a barbershop, but really it's a bar. People go nuts and we can't handle it. We can't grasp that for some reason. And it's a good view when you're walking through, like, I think it would made our comedy show. People loved it. We had a, like a great turnout every time you walked through this barbershop and then you walked behind the bar and you thought you were in this place that you're in on something that other people didn't know about. And this was like something you stumbled upon right? and it's yours. And I think that restaurants that are and bars that are able to create that it's a very valuable thing that does something psychologically to, to us. hundred percent. Those are the best also because the first time you do it is obviously a special, like when you, when you walk through that, to get to the back room that first experience is nothing like it but then probably a part of why that showed it so well is those people then want to tell their friends about it and tell their family about it like and and get to see them experience that walk through the back just like they did it's special yeah and then they're like well the comedy's terrible but man walking through that barbershop is great exactly that's all you need yeah it's a great one there's i mean i miss that that's one of the things about covid not able to uh see cool places COVID-19? 20. My number four is a mountain overlooking a city. So I have two specific ones that I'm thinking of. One is Mont Saint-Michel, I think, in in Montreal, Montreal, which is like in the middle of the city, kind of, sort of, and you just climb up this mountain, and then there's a bunch of information about Jacques Cartier, and... It's like Jacques Cartier came here and he was like, it's mine. And then like took Montreal from, you know, from the indigenous tribe. Um, But you climb up this mountain and you see the whole city and it's very cool. The other one that I'm thinking of is, let me find, it's Expiatori del, you know, my Spanish is is not good, but it's Temple Expiatori del Sagrado. Which is a church outside Barcelona, Barcelona. Oh, I know that one. That one's awesome. And you climb this mountain. It's like yep. there's a giant Jesus statue. 
yeah. and you overlook it and it's real cool and it's pretty hard to get up there and then walking down is a whole thing and you feel number one you feel accomplished like getting up there and then the view is just amazing it's worth it nothing yeah. better when it's a hard schlep hike to get up to up the mountain and then the view is worth it makes it all worth it. It makes it feel, feel like you accomplished something and you're also got to experience a great view. Nice has one too. Yeah. I was thinking that one. I really <clears throat> almost shit my pants. So I was not, I didn't, wasn't enjoying that. That's not great. We did that. And I was like, I really got to take a shit. So then I ran halfway down and found a bathroom and paid I, 12. I'm going to bike up that one. That was, yeah. Yeah, that looks over the, uh, the ocean. Promenade like the, prom, promenade de, de Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah. So those are the only two cities that I've done that, but I'm sure there's a lot of examples. Oh, and these, I guess there's a lot of examples of, of that. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Different cities. Absolutely. Bear mountain looking over New York. I'm not even sure if you can see New York from, Bear I don't mountain. know if you could see New York from bear mountain. I imagine I've never been, have you ever been to Brazil? No, but you know that uh, Christ the redeemer Seen, it looks amazing yeah that it picture. looks cool i was thinking about putting it on my top nine landmarks really <laughs> it looks awesome that is a top nine landmark absolutely yeah, yeah. i would love to go there it looks yeah. insane yeah it's incredible that was your number four yes hokadok my number six view is a view of a waterfall golly lance holy mackerel do i love a waterfall specifically probably my favorite waterfall i've ever seen is in Asheville, North Carolina. It's tucked in between a mountain called uh, uh, Looking Glass Waterfall. But just in general, I'm amazed by waterfalls. I find them very soothing, calming, also mind blowing of how this is this natural, God made or just na- nature made thing works. The waters, it's nonstop. Waterfalls also sneaky peek into my brain. Sneak if I sneak sneak Pete, if I have to pee but I just can't get myself to pee. I, I visualize a specific water, a specific waterfall at a pool in Florida and it works every time. If, I'm, if I like have to pee, but I just can't get the flow going, get, can't get my stream moving and grooving. I think of this waterfall and then I started flowing. It just gets me going. It relaxes my nerves. You, you give me a waterfall. If it's natural, if it's man-made, I'll, I'm going to slurp it up. You love the flow. Mikael sick of the whiskey. What? You know, that guy, there's some psychologist named, I'm going to look it up. We're not an internet pod, but. Give it a goog. I'm, I'm going to, uh, flow. Mihaly Sizikszentmalhi. He wrote about, he wrote about flow state. He was like the first guy to, to kind of, I guess, talk about flow state and like peak performance. That's the state I'm always trying to get into, get into that flow state. And the waterfall, I feel like is a good visualization get yourself in there but it's not it's it's obviously different getting into a flow state and watching the waterfall is different but they're they got some similarities whenever i want to get into flow state i usually call it progressive insurance get flow on the line yeah should give you a good rate and that other jamie fox you know jamie no flows like partner oh yeah, yeah, yeah. introduced yeah i feel like that's like leverage i feel like they realized that flow was so vital to their advertising that she would just command so much money. So they're like, let's bring in some other person. So in case slow leaves, then we have right. contract leverage. A little, little dicey by progressive, but you know, you could argue that it's an insurance policy. It is. hundred <laughs> percent. It's, it's, it's showing 
flow. You know, you're not the only insurer in the commercial market. And flow is like the progressive. You should pay me $20 million a year because I'm the face of this company. And progressive says, are you insured? I'm insured. Flo Jackson, she's a five-tool player. Flow me down a river. I'll flow down I, to my I don't, I, I don't like waterfalls. Sorry. I didn't comment on I just think they're they're kind of done. I didn't want to even hear your, your response. You don't even like I don't really get how they work. Exactly. It's Isn't like, that what makes it like amazing? A, I feel like they should be like a chairlift. Like the water comes down and then it finishes the ride and then it should go back up. But it doesn't. What if it's being forced down the, the, wa- the waterfall and th- against its will? This is one of your worst takes of all time. You've had a lot of bad takes, but you not liking waterfalls is one of the most horrific things you've ever seen. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't like the area underneath the waterfall where there's no water. That bothers me. There's got to be, there's, I mean, there is water there. I like it that you, if, if it's a smaller size waterfall, you go under it. It's like a back massage. You, you just haven't, you haven't had a good waterfall. I don't know if I have had a good waterfall. I got to get you to do a good waterfall. I got to go chasing waterfalls. TLC. He's left eye. Taxi and limousine commission. <laughs> That's nice. what I always thought they stood for. It does. Yeah. Carmel limo. Limousine. Real New Yorkers called Carmel. Caramel. My number five, I don't think you're going to like either. It is big buildings at night that have cool lights. Specifically, the Eiffel Tower has one of the coolest like night light shows. I think it's like once an hour for like five minutes, there's like lights that like blink and do a, like a cool light show. I remember eating at a restaurant that had a view of the Eiffel Tower at nighttime. It was insane. Incredible view. But also just like the Empire State Building. I still love it at night, seeing the seeing the lights, seeing the different colors. Big buildings that have cool lights. Sign me up. I feel like it's tacky. Helga Pataki. It's you're anti-waterfalls and you're anti-big buildings with big lights. I just don't, under, I don't see the purpose. Like, just have consistent lighting. Well, they can't, they can't, but it makes it special. It's like the Eiffel Tower. It's also it cool that like, you, every, every, like, everybody's looking at, oh, wow, everyone's watching this. We're all in different parts of the city, but we're all looking at this cool building. I don't like the Empire State Building when they're like, <coughs> when like the Knicks win and they- I love that. In, but I'm like, but they do it for everything. It's just not special because it's done for literally everything. The only lights that I think were really good were uh, before One World Trade was. Do they still do this? I don't think they still do it. When on nine eleven? Yeah, nine eleven. I thought that was great. That is great because yeah. it kind of shows what the emptiness. But otherwise, maybe this is why I don't like it because those lights I feel like fill a hole and like a, a hole that shouldn't be there, and it's kind of calling attention to that. But lights on buildings that already exist, it's just an you know what it is? It's when you're buying a car and this sales guy, our, our initial sales guy was great. He was like very honest and straightforward. He was like, he didn't even try to sell us the car. He was like, you want it? And we were like, like, yeah. And he's like, well, you could have it if you want, but if you don't want it, then that's fine. But then we went to this other guy, like the guy, like the finance guy. And he was like, 
trying to get us to get all these add-ons and he was like like, he was like making us feel like an idiot if we weren't getting these but you know we did our homework and we knew that we weren't getting these but that's what it's like lights on buildings are like these unnecessary add-ons on cars they're a free treat you don't you don't you don't you don't don't even you don't even got to pay for it you don't need a 27 year warranty you don't need a 27 year warranty because that's a scam but the lights on the empire state building it's free you have access to it whenever you want. Not free. We're paying for it. How are we paying for it? Taxes, probably. I don't pay taxes. Well, then you don't pay for it, but I pay for it. <laughs> Eiffel Tower, we're not paying for taxes. In some way, we probably are. God damn it, Lance. <laughs> I knew you were going to hate these, but that's about, you know what? That's what makes the yin and yang game. Yeah. And number four, we talked about it window seat flying over Manhattan. At nighttime, specifically before you're landing, it feels like you're getting like a helicopter tour. They get it gets it's just insane value. I love it. We talked about it before. It's 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 to me very special, specifically at nighttime, seeing the skyline with all the big buildings with the big lights, and seeing that aerial view. Incredible. I so I one thing I don't like is that I wanted to talk about is I hate landing at LaGuardia. So like when you, when you fly over the city, I feel like, especially, I guess you rarely fly, you're, you're going North. Rarely are you flying, I guess if you're coming from like Boston or something, you're flying South and this doesn't apply, but if you're flying North or East, you're passing the city and you see the city and you look, and I always like kind of try to look for my apartment and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. There's, you know, the FDR drive, you get to kind of see things. But then you go past. I feel like it. you're going out of your way. You're going <laughs> like, past. I, I, I like, gotta go back there. You, yeah. Well, I feel like yeah, it's like a bus when right. it drives your by stop. your street, and you're like, that's fine. If you just let me off here, then be fine. <laughs> but then yeah, you not only do you do that, but you go like past LaGuardia, you go like past the Bronx, and then you turn around, and then you like it feels like you're entering like a line to wait, yeah, to land, and it's terrible. And then you have to land, and you go across. What, what it's not the East River at that point. I guess it's like whatever that body of water. I should know this. It's like not the East River, but it's not the Long Island Sound. The swamp. Dream I know swamp. what you're talking about. Yeah, and you you fly, and it feels like you get so low, and it feels like you're gonna plunge into the water every time. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And then I love, I love it because you're also I, you're in my backyard. A story. I'm ten minutes from LaGuardia. I feel like I get door to door service. And then you land in LaGuardia. And you got to like go on a tractor to get back to the terminal. You know, when you land and they're like, all right, so you're landing, but then since there's construction right now, you have to teleport and we got a tailgate to the, yeah, to the gate. They they have like a, they call triple a and they bring you to like your house. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. I can't wait for that. I haven't flown since the seventies. I can't wait to get taxi to the gate. I haven't flown since 2020. Same. I flew the, like a year ago. This uh, I went to the I've talked about. I went to the Florida Keys like two weeks before the shutdown, and I knew it was going to be bad because there was no security, or not the security. There was like no extra COVID precautions, and this was like March 1st. Yeah. And I was like, this is not, this is not going to be good. Clearly, it's it's, it's being spread places. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, have you gone to Italy? I didn't go to Italy. Go down to the Keys. 
Yeah, that was my number four. The window seat flying over Manhattan. My number three is Pacific Coast Highway, which we've talked about. Bang. My number two is when you're driving on the Long Island Expressway and you're driving westbound, so you're driving to the city, and you're past the BQE, and then there's kind of like a hill, and all of a sudden, you see the city skyline. Wow, specific. Yeah, and it's great, and you only see it if you're taking the Queens Midtown Tunnel, if you're driving all the way to the end, because if- I know that view. It's, well, it's like you're driving on this highway, it's kind of like, well, it's suburban at first, and then it gets a little bit more dense, and then all of a sudden, bam, you see like, you get like this full shot of the city. And to me, it always signaled like, uh, we're almost there, right? Like, this is the place. And it just like feels like you've like, you're on the doorstep of the center of the world. And it was always an awesome feeling. And a lot of times I drove into the city from Long Island when I was like, 18 to 22. And it kind of reminds me of that time, like maybe driving in to like go to my brother's apartment and then, you know, get drink a bunch of road sodas and go out to sure. the Joshua tree. Sure. That's a great view. hundred percent. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's interesting for me coming from Jersey growing up. It's a similar view, the view that you have coming along the ramp on going into the, the Lincoln tunnel, which is similar. That's view. a good one. That's a good one too. The downtown skyline. It's incredible. There are some bad ones. Like the Holland tunnel is awful. I think. Well, because when you're driving from New Jersey Turnpike and then you have to go on that, I mean, I guess it's now it's temporary, but you know, that like fake road that you have to drive on for 20 miles. I can't really remember. They just like made this fake road. It's kind of recent, I guess, because um, they're doing some sort of construction, but you have to drive on this, like, it's like made of stilts and you have to drive <laughs> on it for like 20 miles and it's terrible. I hate that. And then, that. and then George Washington is just like <laughs> such a gigantic bridge that I feel like it's overwhelming. And it's sometimes dangerous if you're driving also and you want to catch a look on the GWB. You want to take a look at the skyline. You have to get a, a quick glance and then look back over. But if you're not driving, it's great. Clance Parker. Very nice. And my number one is a sunset or a sunrise, but really sunset because I think you really could appreciate it more so. While sitting on a porch or in a backyard in a rural setting. Rural. Rural. We're talking rural. We're talking rural. You know, I'm a city boy, but I'm really at heart. I'm a country. Bumpkin. Guy. Bump, yeah, bumpkin. It, I feel like I really got this. The last time I experienced this is when Kate and I went to an Airbnb in Vermont a few months ago. And when you're, you don't have the distractions and the noise of a city you just feel more like you're one with nature and it feels like you're just more connected with the earth and you're like sitting on a porch or just like a backyard. Maybe you got a drink in your hand. Maybe you got some coffee, maybe you got a book, maybe you're talking with some people and it just feels like natural, the natural course of the day, the natural course of life. None of these things that we've created to pretend that life is easier and more convenient and better are at play. And to me, it's almost like things are as they should be. That's deep. It's emotional. And then, and then you see the sunset and it's like all these cool colors. Great colors. Yeah. Only thing I got to disagree is 
is in a rural setting. You're not able to really see the sunset. There's the golden hour. You get, you get to really see the sun go down, but you don't get to see the specific sun going down be- or dipping below the horizon. Yeah, you do. Sunset Boulevard. And what kind of, like, what are you looking out onto? Like it goes behind like a tree line or something or like the plains. I have mountain. I guess experienced that many rural sunsets. My number one is the, is the sunset oh, yeah, yeah, on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you ruined it. Spoiler we're, talk, we're talking sunsets. You ruined, so you ruined the pod. It's over. You, you ruined the pod <laughs> by saying that big buildings with big lights aren't good. What if I walked off the pod? <laughs> it's over. I can't believe it. Now people have no incentive to listen. They know you're number one. We're what's, talking keeping, what's keeping them here? The banter. It's all about the, the pod kitchen. We're cooking up. All right. Raised, I'll, I'll save my. I, I mean, I'll save, I'll save it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like it's better. The city, I, I don't know if you want to get into this, but I think the people who go out of their way to do Manhattan Henge. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. Okay, good. That's not, I'm not good. I'm not for that. Yeah, I'll look at it. I think it's cool if you're walking across the street and take a peek. I'm not taking a picture of it. If someone says Manhattan Henge. I question, like, if someone says Manhattan Henge and they have, like, a good job and, like, are living in, like, a nice apartment, then I kind of, like, just give up. If you move to the city, it's, like, your first summer no. in the city. No. Why not? Yeah, you got to let them enjoy it if it's your first time. But if it's not your first rodeo. It's one step below going to Times Square for New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. That's, that's a bit... That's a bit of a stretch, Armstrong. It's, it's, I get it. I'm not, I'm not pro Henge. Just looking at something with Henge. We got nothing. Hinge. Hinge. I'm swiping. All right. That was your number one. My number three is the view looking up at the ceiling at Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden is the Mecca, the world's most famous arena. I love going to the garden for concerts, for Nick games. You name it. I love the garden. It's my home away from home. I've been going there my whole life. Looking up at that specific ceiling, it's got like a concave. It's got the paneling. Don't even know how to describe it. That like gold, brownish, yellow color. It's just specifically the garden. Gives me that nostalgic feeling. Looking up there just gives me warm insides. Now it's got like, it's been re- furnished it's got like colors it's got like they could change the way it looks at certain for certain events it's still got the classic look i love it my number three that's not a bad one appreciate that you know it's not for me but i know it's, it's meaningful to you so i'm not gonna bash it wow it's you or franklin tbs characters welcome <laughs> i'm a character and my number two has got a lot of characters old school characters i used to run through this view. My number two is the view of the Roman ruins. We've talked about the Roman ruins. Oh, Lance doesn't <laughs> like it. God. Um, is we talked about it as one of my favorite globe, my one of my landmarks. But the view of the Roman ruins, and also just specifically like places that have so much history. You look out onto it, and you can like. There's a whole history and a whole world that happened here. I love those kind of views by just looking at it. And when you, when you look at it, you get to kind of put yourself in a different part of time. 
you go time traveling. But I just remember the feeling I had when I looked at the Roman ruins. Not It's a rare feeling to remember the feeling you had when you looked at a view. And that feeling just it blew my socks off, seeing the structures, seeing how insane it looked. You just can't describe it. It's history. It's culture. It's ruined. It's the Roman ruins. My number two. And my number one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't want you to even comment on that. You're not a Roman ruin guy. I I don't think it's like a breathtaking view. I mean, it's a bunch of, I wouldn't say it's a bunch of trash because it's not, but it's, uh, I don't know. Do you think that in 2000 years, people are going to be looking at like a half built tenement on in Williamsburg or something? It might, but the Roman ruins is insane. It's literally like, it's incredible. It's, I think it's incredible. Like it in I world. think it's incredible, but like we don't totally know that. I don't, I don't want to get into this because now I'm becoming like a conspiracy. I'm suspending. Guy. I'm suspending. But, like what? If, I think what it's if, all real. If, I'm just saying. What if like 50 years ago, some guy just no. put a bunch of stuff there? Don't do like, this. Oh, don't, people, people don't, this up. don't do this. Don't do this. I believe it. Nothing. It hasn't been touched. It has not been touched. We know Stonehenge hasn't been touched. Stonehenge is terrible. Stonehenge is a bunch of... <laughs> imagine Stonehenge on a, a Barry Bonds steroids. That's Roman ruins. It's not like a view. I mean, I, okay. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a view. Oh, I, I have pictures of it that I've saved in my, my iPhoto. It's a great view. It's unbelievable. I'll never forget it. You can't beat it. But you can't beat my number one. It's What is it? It's... <laughs> Lance is shopping at the Braves bit. My number one is the sunset on the beach or the bay. Sunset on a body of water. Everyone knows I love water. I love flow. I love a waterfall. I love insurance. You give me a beach and a sunset. It's everything you said about a sunset. It's a transition of time. It's the day ending, the night starting, or the day starting. Maybe I love a sunrise. Sunrises are also beautiful. The shape, the colors, the scenery the mood it's that's a natural feat it's hard to put, put into words that wasn't a fart that was my chair but you know what i'm not afraid to fart and let out gas because i'm expressing myself about sunsets on the beach it, it blows sunsets on a porch out of the water no pun intended <laughs> that well, your chair fun. your chair is really cooking with gas yeah yeah now we're good I, yeah it's it's fine what about though when <coughs> close? <laughs> when beaches close at sunset, and then you're on. I don't know if I can close. What if like the ranger comes driving up and and shoots you or something? I that's where I want to get shot. You hear about Jesse? He got shot watching a sunset on the beach. <laughs> Good for him. I guess he went out doing what he loves. His number one view. You can't yeah. beat. Him. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I don't think I've ever like been on a beach during a sunset. I must have been, but I can't remember it. It's incredible. Because it's not that memorable. You have to do it on a bay on the East Coast. But on the, I've, I've done it. I've seen the sunset on the West Coast on the beach. It's incredible. Yeah, I guess it, it's probably nice. Speaking of nice, Phil Jackson comes in and he guesses your predictions of views. He had a week to think about this because we recorded our podcast at a different time. As people who listen to the podcast love to know. Usually we record our podcast once a week, 
this time we recorded it not once a week. I was waiting for you to say something to fill up the dead time because podcasts that aren't braised bits have nothing to talk about. So they just do stuff like scheduling. They do live scheduling. Phil Jackson comes in and he really lights up the, the words. He says, views from the 212. I guess it's significant to note that for the first time during the pod, I'll be predicting from the Isle of Manhattan with a view over the East River to both of our David Outerborough chefs. Nice one, Phil. We all know that perspective is everything, and that all starts with your view. Oh, my God, Phil. While this topic is abstract, I have a feeling Jesse will see eye to eye with me on a few of my predictions. I love this guy. Otherwise, my view <laughs> might increasingly feel like the last comic standing. <laughs> Call back, Phil. Roast them and toast them, young fella. Without further ado, here's where our beloved curly-headed protagonist's eyes will wander. I'm losing my curls, Phil. I'm losing my hair. Looking out of a plane at the cloudy layer of the sky. Bang! I love a cloudy layer. We didn't even talk about clouds. My number one view is just looking at clouds in the sky. Especially if you're in a plane. Holy macro. I love looking at clouds. Sounds like Phil's clouding your judgment. Not at all. I love you, Phil. No cloud judgment here. Seeing the sunset or sunrise from a fluffy, sanded beach. Oh, my God, Phil. Number one. Someone stop this, man. The view from MSG box seats. No. To the court. No. Ice. Oh. Or stage. My God. 100%. 100%. He didn't say the paneling on the ceiling, but he knows the MSG is the Mecca. It's the garden. It's the world's most famous arena. There's nothing like it. From box seats, nonetheless? You kidding me, Phil? Box me out. Don't elbow my mouth. Seeing the city skyline during sunset from a big building or roof. Big building! I love a big building, Phil! We didn't even talk about rooftops. I, I should have had a rooftop view of New York. That's on me, Phil. Hand up, don't shoot. Bond me. Blazer. The view from your bedroom window after a snowstorm. Oh, Phil. Phil is rocking and rolling. That's a great one. I've been doing that all week. Incredible. Increíble, Phil. That's so good because then you get to see a whole a view that you see all the time with a layer of snow. It changes everything, your perspective. Phil is on the dime today. Get this man a job. He's got a job. Get him another one. Bonus, the view from the top rope before landing a vicious burn <laughs> good buddy. Oh, Phil. I don't like that one, Phil. I hate it. Don't burn me, Phil. I hate that one. What are you talking about? The view from the top rope. What are you, what are you, sticky stone? I never even heard of that one. Yeah. No. That one's a little ridiculous. Phil likes making fun of people from the top rope. Really took a lot of wind out of my sails on that one. <laughs> Great overall, though. Strong job, Phil. Holy mackerels. View from the top rope. I thought he was talking about like body slamming somebody. Kate comes in at the buzzer with the, the at the buzzer right before we hop into the pod kitchen, coming in hot. She goes with some LPPs, Lance Parker predictions of his top nine views. Manhattan skyline from an outer borough. Yes, yeah, you got that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bingo. The Vermont mountains, either skiing or when we were there in the fall. Good. Bang. You had, you had skiing mountains. Yep. LA from Griffith Park. Good one. I don't think I've ever been to Griffith Park. It's uh, it's cool. You, if you go to the top, there is a cool view of LA. View of LA didn't cross my mind, but it is it is cool. Yeah, I haven't really experienced LA enough to get enough views in my blood. Yeah, I like the Pacific Coast Highway better than like yeah. the city of LA. So I went with Pacific Coast Highway. Right. And she goes, even though Lance doesn't like the beach as much as we do, I'm hoping he'll stay, he'll still say the ocean, particularly at Turks and Caicos Beach. Uh, Lance giving a sideways negative smirk. I'll just, let's go to the next one. I 100% would agree with that, Kate. Turks and Caicos, what a view. I haven't been there since the 90s, but a great beach, a great view. 100%. It is a cool oh. beach. The water great. is very blue. Turquoise. That's turquoise blue. And Caicos. Upstate New York or New England, fall foliage on a hike. Wow, we didn't even talk fall foliage. What is it? What did you say? Fall foliage. <laughs> I, I said fall foliage. We said foliage. <laughs> fall fo- fall foil. foliage. Like a, a donal foil, the center <laughs> of the Warriors. Great pull. Donal okay. foil. Who I believe is a like a motivational speaker, or he's like written a bunch of books. Good for him. Yeah. He's no foil. No. What was yeah, it? We, foliage? Yeah, upstate New York, New England fall foliage. And we talked about, I think, that, was it our first pod? We did top nine things about the fall. Probably. And I had foliage for just like number seven because it's like, it's good, but it's really, you know, fall people really put a premium on it. And it's like filled up with regular. I'm pro foliage. <laughs> <laughs> the tall hill in Nice looking out at the beach and city. She didn't even know what I was going through. <laughs> you can still enjoy a view if you've got diarrhea running down your leg no it's the one thought that i have right but that's a beautiful view great view yeah we were all yeah that was a good view but so not only did i really have to take a shit but we we were waiting to like get into our hotel and i didn't and we had just gotten from our plane i hadn't slept it was you know i'm not thinking about it. i'm thinking about sleeping and pooping that's what i always think about sure same and then lastly, driving through the, de- the desert, thinking Joshua Tree. It was, that was cool. I thought about that. And then I've only done it once. So I thought I didn't have it, but I was like, should I have it? Yeah. I was thinking desert as well, but I did that only once and it was so long ago. I can't really remember. Yeah. Seidel probably is probably pretty pissed we didn't have any natural uh, deserts. And like, Speaking of Seidel, he came in with a few questions. Do you what have a transition. Do you have an ad or you want me to go straight into Seidel's questions? Let's go straight in. All right. Which one do you want first? The, I don't know the options. Like the, you want, if you had to take like good news or bad news first, what do you want? Bad news. Okay. Bears. So Seidel has two questions. His first question is, it's well known that Jesse loves the smell of human babies. Sure. How does cooked human flesh rank? Sidell, you twisted sick bastard. There's nothing, anything similar about cooked human flesh compared to the smell of a newborn baby. You sick human. I don't even think you're you're a human being. I wouldn't be surprised if you're a robot. Cooked human flesh. What are you even referring to? I never even smelled cooked human flesh. Get out of here. 
don't don't compare the fact that I love the, the smell of a fresh powdered baby, the smell of a, a new human entering the universe. It's a cooked f- who cooks flesh. Who's I don't even know what that smell. I don't even know. Want to know what it tastes like or smell like? We're talking smell. Ooh, wow! You really fleshed that out. Cooked human flesh. <laughs> this is number two. Is do utensils go pointy end up or down in the dishwasher? Great question. That's actually <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a strong question. Something I've never known. I guess every time I do it depends on where what dishwasher you're using. Hopefully you're not starting the load. You can go back based on precedent. Hopefully there's a fork in there. If it's upwards, then you go upwards. I have no idea the correct answer. You're saying you're just going on what's in there. Yeah. But you're, that's interesting, but that's assuming someone, or you just put something in randomly. I'm putting something in randomly. There's already been a couple of random forks in there before. You're putting a ghost putting it in there. I don't have a, I don't have a dishwasher in my yeah, apartment. Yeah. So most I, places, yeah. I thought it was a great question too. And I don't have it. I've talked about my views on dishwashers. Not, not for them, but it is. Oh my question. God. Wait, you never talked to your anti dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. I love washing dishes. We've talked about this. I think it's, it's an, it adds in. Okay. So if you are three people or less. Anti waterfall and anti dishwasher. I want to save the water. Dishwashers claim they save water, but what you have to do is you have to wash dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. So it's misleading, which I hate, but it adds an extra step. You're, you kind of have to wash them a little bit before you get in the dishwasher. You put it in the dishwasher. You have to like wait overnight. It costs money. You have to take out the dishes. Then you kind of like you outsource your, your autonomy to the dishwasher. It's ridiculous. If you have a, if you have like a family of four, it makes sense because it's just too many dishes to do by hand. But otherwise, you don't need one. The things I would do if I had a dishwasher, I would, I would think I would, would be you, exponentially, would I would be an exponentially happier person. I would be, I would probably do a lot more. I, I, I've been cooking more during quarantine, but I would probably do even more cooking if I had a dishwasher because the cleaning gets in my way, gets in my head while I'm enjoying my meal. It's like, oh, I got to go scrub some pans. I love scrubbing pans. I'll come over and scrub your pans. Please. Will you? Or is this one of those things where you're... Take off my pants. I'll take them off. Christina Pansolini, high school reference. You gotta love that. (laughs) I didn't... I don't think we've talked about that. That's that's terrible. Dishwashers are amazing. Yeah. Great question, my Seidel. Seidel said... uh, You said you put the utensils facing down. And I agree with that. I guess. Facing up, it's like... They're... They're not getting fully dipped into the dishwasher. Got to, they got to put their head in the ground. They got to be ignorant. They got to be like an ostrich. And also, Seidel made a good point where he said you, it's an injury risk if you're just grabbing utensils right. and taking right. them right out. He said the worst, though, and I agree with this, is if you're inconsistent. You got to pick one. Sure. You, you either got to be belly up or go down, but I think going down is the right move without question. Sure. That's a great point. It's a great question. Yeah. So, so I, think, I, I feel like face when they're facing up, I feel like they have a better chance of getting more clean. When they're face down, it's like, can they can the dishwasher even get down there? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on the dishwasher too. That's the thing. And also, you ever notice that dishwashers don't even wash dishes? 
Yeah, that's that does frustrate. Yeah, what's me. the point? That's the whole. That's the whole idea. Yeah, gotta get a good dishwasher. Dish network. Dish satellite cable. So I guess we know that when you're you were apartment hunting, dishwasher was not on your bucket not list. Not a factor, and we don't have one, and I'm thrilled. <laughs> Dishwashers to me should reduce the price of an apartment. No, they should add them because I don't want them. And people, it's like one of those things that people need and it makes par- apartments unnecessarily expensive. Yeah. I think it's a game changer. It'd be huge. You want to hit up our QABs? Let's do it. I got a QAB that I think I've done already, but I can't remember if I've done it. But it feels like when I wrote it down, it's like I, was, I had deja vu. That's good. Just let the Brazerbacks know that we've run out of things to talk about. Pretty much. In, it feels like I've done it. You tell me if I've done it. But Lance, my QAB is socks that are labeled left and right. Have I done this? Have you heard about this? Uh, Have I seen this? I think it's possible you've done it. I do, it feels very done before, but Lance, yeah. it's still QAB. No, no, they're still doing it. These sock companies, we talk about socks. You know, lose a sock left and right. You don't need to label them left and right. My, my feet can handle my left foot can handle wearing a right sock. I don't feel a difference. It doesn't help me athletically. I feel like now I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm ranting about something I've already done before, but it's still, uh, to me, it's very relevant, especially because I'm pairing up my socks. I got two lefts, got two rights. Then I get in my head when I'm walking, like it does feel a little left, left heavy. I could use a right sock. It's very QAB. It feels like it's big sock trying to, make you buy more socks because then you run out of certain rights, certain lefts. You want to get more left and rights. It's all over the place. I don't even know what direction I'm going anymore. Left or right. Whenever I see companies that do that, I want to sock them in the face. Rock them, sock them, bop. It's also enforcing sock rolls on the socks. You could have two lefts in this on the same pair of feet. That's okay. Socks are fluid. Socks are fluid. Yeah. I have like these specific white socks that have the left or right on them. And like, I've started to have policy. Also, don't don't tell me where to put the sock. Yeah. I'll put it on my my hand. That you probably would be weird to do. I'll make if a I'm, sock puppet. If I'm pulling two lefts, I'm putting on I'm putting both of my on my feet. I'd say sock puppets I'd say two lefts don't make a right sock, but one left can make a right sock. Right. That's right. Yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> could be a clip it could be a clip right there i've got a good qab wow say now it's a bad qab you're roasting my socks no i'm just saying i have a good one i you could take whatever inference you want wow, you it, really you must have been just average had, qab you must have just had a good view from the top rope <laughs> yeah well landing a sick burn on my podcast partner last episode you were talking about security deposits saying how you love getting them back how you love kind of coaxing it out of the old landlord. Landlord. Well, I'll tell you, I had an incident with our security deposit from our last apartment. Oh boy. I think I, I know I said this on the pod, but so in June of 2019, we signed a one-year lease on our apartment, previous apartment that we just moved from. We actually wanted to sign a two-year lease, but they said no. This was at, you know, before COVID. And at that point, uh, uh, landlords had all the leverage and power. So they figured, okay, well, we're not going to do a two-year lease because we'll just raise the rent 
when the lease expires. March 2020, COVID happens, and you know people are leaving. The dynamic shifts. We're waiting, and I think a lot of people did this right. Like our lease expired in July 1st, and we were wondering to see what they did. We were wondering everyone's you know prices were dropping and stuff, and we figured okay, if they raise the rent, we're definitely going to threaten to leave. If they keep it, maybe we'll try to negotiate like a lower thing. They just never do anything. They just keep sending us the check, like the rent bill. Basically, our lease expires and we're kind of on month to month. They just never acknowledge it, which is smart because I thought, because it doesn't give us an opportunity to address it really. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a smart move. Yeah. Good but strategy. It also means that we kind of have flexibility and we could theoretically leave whenever we want. This is never addressed. We actually have never made contact with the landlord. There's like a, a manager who's like, you know, it's like, it's like uh, Rico laws. You can't get to the guy in the top. Yeah. Anyway, so we're, this is why we're kind of always thinking about, oh, should we move? We could maybe move. We could get a better place for less money, et cetera, which, you know, we ended up doing, but we did it. So that was June. And for the next eight months, we're kind of like, oh, maybe we'll move, maybe. And so we, when we move, we call, Kate calls this manager. Also funny story. I'm not on the lease of this last apartment because they were like, you're a comedian and you're poor. Kate is way better of an applicant. Just have Kate do it. And yeah. yeah. So I was squatting in this apartment. Wow. And it was great. It wasn't, I loved it, but anyway, so she's the one who has to kind of deal with these people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she calls this guy and he's kind of like, almost if my dad was a landlord, like on the phone, he was like, oh, you're leaving. He was like, when your lease up? And he's like, oh. And then he starts talking about, uh, he starts running the numbers on the COVID vaccine. Kate had, she, he's like, yeah, you know, I think maybe in July they'll have like this, that many people. She's, he's just like kind of talking nonsense on the phone, like kind of friendly. And then he was just like, um, when you're moving February 15th, just don't pay rent. You don't need to pay rent for the first two weeks of February. And we'll just mail you the balance of the security deposit. So, so yeah. right. So for February, we're only going to be there for half the month. So he's just taking half the security deposit is one month. Sure. Got so it. he just okay. says, I'll take just half of it out and apply it towards rent. Okay. All fine. Right. We thought there might be a whole thing. We actually like dug up a copy of our lease just to like, make sure we were all good before we signed. And Got to keep the lease. Got to keep, keep the lease. You gotta keep a leash on the lease. Bingo. Freak a leash. Nice. Freak a lease. Elise Goldberg. Her lease. <laughs> yeah. Tender. So then we move and we email the guy to forward the balance of our, you know, to send the check to our new apartment. Here we go. He emails back. And he says, screw you. You broke the lease and we're not going to enforce it. But because of that, you don't get your security deposit back. Luckily, my wife is a lawyer. She says, <laughs> no, he didn't. He emails back. Your lease ends in June, 2021. We, you know, have a end copy of the lease and we say, no, we actually wanted to, um, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, 
uh, he emails back and he says, uh, because you, you had to give us 30 days notice and you only gave us like, uh, I don't know, whatever number was 18 or something. Uh, therefore you have to like, he was only gonna give us back like two days instead of, you know, half the month. And he says, you know, New York city law, blah, blah, blah. Kate, obviously being a good lawyer looks up the law and knows it and just like kind of destroys him in an email and oh, says like, boy. actually this, and doesn't necessarily say that like at this point we we assume we're not getting it back we assume that he's just going to say that the super said there was damage and he's going to do anything to yeah. it back. but kate like really crushes this email and is like that's not the law this is actually the law kind of clearly like i guess seeming like you know not backing down basically yeah by this guy's like intensity he emails back all right i'll send the check Oh wow! And he sent that's, it. That's that's fantastic. Good and he sent Kate. it, and not only did he send it on the check, it's like very specific. He was scared of her. Good for her. Wow, yeah. you're a lucky, you're a lucky man. Good she owned that. it. That is that is fantastic. Yeah. That is a, that's a great. It's a it's a feel good ending. And this is what these companies do. They clearly bully people. I mean, you know, if unless I wouldn't have I wouldn't have really known this stuff. I just would have been like, this is not. I would have been like, you're lying. Like, this is what it is. But I wouldn't have known how to like specifically call him out with the law. And like, he like sent over an article or something, but then like the law, you know, she like went really deep into it. So that's fantastic. Yeah. That's the view of reading that email is probably the top nine view. It was a great thing. Yeah. She, she, she wrestled, she wrestled him until she pinned him down. She gave him the three piece. Yeah. Good for Kate. How, hallelujah. Yeah, and it's a lot of money. Yeah, so we got we actually, that money and we, we spent actually, it on uh, furniture, I guess. It's huge. Yeah, it's not where I thought the story would end. I thought you guys would end up being getting screwed. That's huge. Out on the street. Out on the street. Wow, I got to find myself a lawyer. Yeah. Huge. Deloitte. 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 <laughs> great qab 100 let's bring in the closer why not let's bring in the closer a one a two one two, two three three four bits 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 Nice. That was good. That's a great one. Great Braze Bits episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Support the podcast. Review us on Apple Podcasts. Sign up for the Patreon, Lance. What do we got on our Patreon? What do we got on the Patreon? So we got full episodes of Braze Bits with video. With video. You thought our audio was good. Check us out in these chef's whites. We got our chef's costumes. We got Jesse, like, pulling down his hat when I say something that's true, like, waterfalls are overrated. It's, it really is what it is. What I think makes it very funny on video is it feels like a panel, like, you know, these news panels where people talk (laughs) about serious issues. Yeah. But we're comedy chefs. So we're cooking up bits, but the style of it is like a serious news panel. So it's really, it really works. I think it's top notch. Yeah. So you get full video uh, of every episode. Then 
this is included in our, our $3 tier. So you get full video already worth it. Then you get a bonus episode every month, which we're going to record very shortly and it'll be out in a few days. Then if you subscribe to our premium, premium Brazerbacks, the Patreon of DiCaprio's, you get all that. But wait, there's more. There's more, Lance. You get two off-menu episodes where we go out to a restaurant of each of our choosing. We have a wacky encounter with a wacky, weird waiter. We analyze the menu, look at the different items. It's quite a thrill. What, what a ride. It's a great ride. And this last off menu that we put on yesterday, we put out yesterday, we went to Applebee's in Times Square. And I think it's maybe the funniest thing that we've done. I was listening to it yesterday, actually, to like, you know, review it and all. And I was just cracking up the whole time. <laughs> it's it's braised bits on steroids. It's huge. Yeah. I think it's well worth the price of admission. Yeah. So that's on our Patreon, but support the pot however you can. If you know, you can't do the Patreon. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell Please. tell a lover of cooked human flesh. Oh my god! Exactly. Get a dishwasher. Clean yourself up. Thank you for listening, supporting us. Braze on, everybody. Braze on, Phil. Peace. Peace.